That cold case you're listening to? Nasty stuff. But you know what else is a crime? Missing even a moment of whatever you're doing to go on a drink run. Luckily, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get them delivered in under 60 minutes. So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com today. Welcome to Tunes and Tumblers by Atwood Magazine. Listening to music is more than an auditory experience. Tunes and Tumblers explores the way our senses mingle by pairing new and classic albums with cocktail and mocktail recipes. We invite you to bring out your inner mixologist as we approach the music we love from a unique, immersive, and thoroughly delicious perspective. So put up your feet and enjoy a cold one on us. I'm your host, Anthony, and we're deep into December now, which means I am engaged in my yearly game of Whamageddon. What is Whamageddon, you ask? It's a cutthroat competition between me and my friends to see who can last the longest without hearing that timeless, insufferable classic, Last Christmas. If that seems too difficult, considering the number of department stores we enter this time of year, I'll just say that you've never tried to play Mariah Geddon. Please enjoy the destruction responsibly. Of course, we all know that drinking alone is a sad, sad business, so I found a couple of guys wrestling over the last Turbo Man action figure at Target and asked them to join me on the air, and they are... Uh, Ryan, your music connoisseur. And Pedro, your mixologist. And our guest today is the vocalist and songwriter for one of our favorite L.A. hard rock bands. They burst onto the scene in 2012 with the wailing rally cry of their song Weatherman and have driven a series of rock and roll anthems to the top ever since. They've garnered raves from Rolling Stone, Interview, Guitar World, and Loudwire, and have performed at the world-famous Grammy Museum. Their electric live shows summon the spirit of L7 and Hole, and have earned a seal of approval from female rock icons Grace Slick and Courtney Love. Their singer is here today to talk about the band's latest full-length album, Ain't It Tragic, their first on Atlantic Records, and follow up to their critically acclaimed Pleasure to Meet You, which reached number two on Billboard's Heat Seekers chart and number seven on the Hard Rock Albums charts. Tunes and Tumblers fam, please welcome Emily Armstrong of Dead Sarah to the pod. Woo! Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here and taking the time yeah. to chill with us today. And I just oh, want to yeah. say, first, I'm a big fan of Dead Sarah. The Weatherman video, I was telling these guys before we got into the Zoom here, but that video completely shook the foundations of my musical taste when I saw it. And, you know, really? I've been on the, yeah, I've been on the Dead Sarah train ever since. <laughs> It's so funny that the video that did it for you. Yeah, I think the video popped up on my Facebook timeline and I was just like, wow, this is this is incredible. This is a lot of fun. Oh, rad. <laughs> and I love that. I'm very eager to get into the bar and start gabbing. So let's catch up. Yeah. It's been a long time since we've done this segment and I'm excited to see what everyone has on their playlist. What has everyone been listening to? Uh, I've been listening to uh, The District's new single, Do It Over. It's from the forthcoming album, out soon on Fat Possum. And um, yeah, it's kind of a more pastoral, more acoustic, kind of poppier Districts, but um, unequivocally them, which I'm stoked about. It's got the big choruses. And Do It Over, I mean, I think that's how I've been feeling about the last two years. (laughs) So I'm very excited uh, about this one. Excited for the boys. 
That's me. I'm excited for the boy. <laughs> <laughs> Remix. Wow. Who did that? Was that? Was that not? That wasn't Shannon. Who was that? Who did that one? Debbie Deb? I don't What's know. Her? I cannot remember. Jenny? No. <laughs> Jenny, do you have that for us, please? The no. musicologist. The musicologist <laughs> on hand. How about how about you, Emily? I've been listening for some reason. Sam Fender. I was listening to his new. I'm not. Oh, I, yeah. I don't really know him that well, but he's like very new to me. And I was listening to his new album, and there's just some songs. God damn, there's just songwriting wise so good you know and it's a little it's fresh it's got this 80s vibe to it and i love it so much it doesn't sound like he's trying too hard very melodic and i'm really getting into it and there's a, a single off his last album i believe that i'm just obsessed with and i can't remember the name of it what is it um was it will we talk yes of course that is so good <laughs> that is one of my favorite songs of all time i'm so not even good. hyperbole it's so wow. good oh, he's amazing so good. like yeah. the way i describe he's yeah. like a he's like a british bruce springsteen <laughs> yeah he definitely is it's and that vibe I, oh and i love that song i saw it live on something like one of these live uh you know at the end of the day like uh i mean in the pandemic you know like mm. everything was like mostly live and I saw him and I was like, and it was that song that came on. And I was like, what the fuck is this? And then I've been obsessed. I'm going to get real so. for a second and say that that is, so I'd structure my workout playlist where the BPM just rises, rises, rises. And oh. that is like on one of my running playlists, that's like the peak song. And by that time, I'm like so tired and like so emotional that I'll be on the treadmill yeah. just weeping while he's singing that song. And then, and then the staff at Planet Fitness says, "Sir, you need to leave. You need to stop <laughs> coming in here and crying on our fucking treadmills." <laughs> you don't Guilty. go to Equinox. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> so you're gonna have to get yourself a Peloton. Um, <laughs> this is can't bring that behavior here. I'm sorry, dude. We're going to refund the rest of your year that you already paid. Don't worry about it. I feel very bad for you. <laughs> that's a great idea, though. I've never heard of doing that. Like the BPMs going faster. Mm. That's yeah, that's, that's how I got to do it. I think Mine's you just had hear it for the boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Can we just take can we I want to make that my text tone every time <laughs> something happens. So for just the Emily singing that. Um, what if you had just had AWOL Nation sail, but it was you just sped it up slightly, like so it's, it's just a tracks. little faster. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds dystopian. I think. <laughs> okay. What about you, Paige? What about you, Paige? Oh, me. Um, I. So it's not like on Spotify or anything, but I was last night. I was listening to uh my my longtime friend Esther Reyes. She was singing this repertoire of um Spanish language opera. She was doing it for LA Music and Arts School. Um, they're a nonprofit organization specializing in like kids from K through 12. And they just, they bring like affordable music and arts education for these kids who like otherwise probably wouldn't have it. So shout out to them. Um, it's on YouTube if you want to watch it. Uh, her name's Esther Rayo. She sings beautifully. I've known her since we were kids. And like, it's so cool to see her doing her thing. And they've got like all kinds of other performances and stuff on there. So check out their YouTube channel. We're going to have to put that YouTube channel in the link below. Yeah. yeah a show all right am i bringing up the rear here we go i've been listening to young thugs second album it's called punk 
and it's his uh, his first one. So much fun came out in 2019. That one was really lighthearted and fun. Got a lot of you know things that you would expect from trap music, and this one is more personal and introspective. In an interview with the Fader, he said that the meaning of punk to him is brave, not self-centered, conscious, very, very neglected, very misunderstood, very patient, and very authentic. And I think that that describes the mm. feeling of this album pretty perfectly. In you know, he promoted, he did something very punk when he was promoting it. He smashed a three hundred twenty thousand dollar Rolls Royce with the word "punk" written on it in pink with a baseball bat. Um. <laughs> Break it all down. Very wasteful. <laughs> is that punk? <laughs> I think destroying things to me is very punk. If he wasn't like you know, very he... rich, it would have meant more to me. There you go. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I think we got to look at intention and context, but I like that. Most no. of this. <laughs> Most... I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, I'll finish up really quick. So the, this album, for those who want to listen, it's mostly down-tempo rap ballads over acoustic guitar, which feels pretty personal to me. And it's over an hour long, but it's solid front to back. It has great features. J. Cole, the late Juice World, and Mac Miller, Post Malone. Nate Ruiz of Fun is in there. And, of course, Drake, because, you know, where is Drake not? <laughs> he just really? shows up everywhere. He's just everywhere. But yeah, listen, listen to Punk by Young Thug. It surprised me. I liked it a lot. What I want to know what punk means these days. <laughs> yeah. Don't Good expect yeah, what you come to think of as punk. It's all <laughs> down tempo. It is all sad boy stuff. Sounds punk to me. <laughs> okay, can we... I want to run an incident by, by you guys, um, by us all. Uh, Sophia Urista of the band uh, Brass Against. Did we hear about this? Oh, yeah. Oh, there's... Yeah everyone's talking about that tell what us we I, 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 know, I know nothing oh you were you were there I mean we played that yeah that um mm. I think they played after us or oh, just wow. like two bands after us we were, yeah and then uh yeah we were just back in our trailer when our tour manager was like uh <laughs> <laughs> somebody didn't make it to the bathroom in time oh okay <laughs> I did hear about this <laughs> It seemed fine to me. I mean, it seemed like a pretty consensual kind of experience. <laughs> Everyone seemed into it, except for the fans. Um, <laughs> and the, the, the band members? The, the <laughs> band, yeah, the band members. Apparently they were like, oh, we are not this band. We are not. But I can't help to think that, like, was it set up? Was it, like, because now we're talking about it. Now it's, like, Mm -hmm. You know, it's like you yeah. kind of have to do these kind of things these days in order to get some attention. You know, I don't think she didn't seem like those kind of person that was just so high and so out of her mind that she didn't know what she was doing. And then somebody mm -hmm. just ended up being right underneath her. And she's like, I'm just going to pee right here and think she's in a bathroom. Like, I don't I don't. Yeah. I want to know. I want to get to the bottom of this. Did you guys already do your research? I don't <laughs> Am I speaking too much? I've, no, I've, no. I've come to the conclusion that she only did that because she couldn't afford a Rolls Royce and paint punk on it. See? <laughs> See? Way more punk rock. It is. You're right. And she, they were doing like a Rage Against the Machine cover. Yes. Okay, oh, there right. you go. The yes. pieces are coming wake, together. Wake up. Um, <laughs> wake up. What does punk that mean was, to you? That was the song. Listeners, what does mm. punk mean to you? Is it pissing uh, on stuff? <laughs> this has actually been a continuing point in the show. Is that we we try to define punk show mm -hmm. after show? 
we haven't done it yet. 80 something odd episodes in. So maybe one day, <laughs> well, maybe one day we'll get there. I mean, what she did was very like DG Allen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh that my gosh. kind of like stink, you know, like, oh, that is so <laughs> repulsive, but people talk about it. Mm-hmm. There's no better press than getting permanently banned from a venue also. I mean, that was either banned from that, that venue. Um, they, are, they are banned from that venue. So, Oh, wow. I forgot to go by Gigi's grave and take my yearly piss on it. Oh. Dang. Thanks for reminding me. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> they, they're not allowed at that festival anymore? Because it was at a festival. Yes, that's right. The festival, the festival had banned them that in... Um, because they have quite a few festivals. I wonder if it's the same, like the, the that group, you know, because they, it's not just one fest. Eh. You're right. That's a good question. I need to, need to follow, need to circle back on that. Yeah. Drew's, <laughs> Drew needs to be here with his fact checking, but he's not. So we can just say whatever the heck we want. <laughs> <laughs> As a quick reminder, dear listeners, every song that we mention on the show goes directly onto the accompanying playlist in the episode description. So theoretically, Emily here, you can subject our listeners to whatever the heck you want just by saying it. But it already has. Let's hear it for the boys. <laughs> yeah. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> but unless I'm mistaken, we have a bar we need to get into. Mm. Emily, did you bring mm. anything to show the bouncer today? Yeah. See this? Oh my God. Oh, a lamb, lamb chop, chop doll. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. I He's love so it. Cute. No explanation needed. We got in. <laughs> <laughs> but is there, is there, a, is that a, is that a, is that one for the, um, for the dog or is it for, yeah. We actually, we, <laughs> on Halloween, we go to this uh, pet store right down the street. We live in Highland Park, um, my girlfriend and I, and uh, we've made friends with this, 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 uh, this store. And um, they were like, we have a, a pet psychic coming in. And there's only so many, so much room, right, for for the animals, for how it, you know. And they're like, we love Charlotte, you know, our dog. And so we got we got a spot. And and basically, what the the guy said was like, you know, do you have any like toys and stuff? And I'm like, yeah, she's got plenty of toys, like bigger ones. And like, so when you guys are gone, you know. So he was just kind of alluding to this, like this is what he saw, you know. And I was like, oh, okay, like she needs something a little bit more, like big, like her size. And um and then and then we got this and she was just kind of like I don't know what to do with it but then I've been snuggling it <laughs> watching TV so I think it's for me I think oh. he tapped into my psyche <laughs> and oh. so <laughs> now it sits oh. on the couch the lines got crossed <laughs> <laughs> yeah it did I'm thinking higher price point bigger bigger dollars bigger dollars is <laughs> Not smaller, bigger, 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 cha-ching, 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 cha-chunk. Yeah. That's so funny. So it's mine. <laughs> love it. I-, I love that. Our show mascot, Pierogi the Black Pug, is in love with lamb chop dolls. Anything that looks like lamb chop, big or small. And I went to CVS yesterday just to grab some, like, you know, supplies. And they had a a little lamb chop doll. And I'm like, he'll love this. I took it back, gave it to him at 1 p.m., by 6 p.m., it was completely shredded and gutted. There was nothing left oh. of it. <laughs> he oh, had, my God. He worked fast. Oh. Ha- hashtag punk. <laughs> the boy, that boy needs a sidekick. <laughs> we need to know what his, like, 
you know, trauma is with <laughs> lambs. <laughs> he really likes, he has a Sherry Lewis. Uh, I think this is, it's very caught up in the, I think he's caught up in the puppeteer. The lamb shop <laughs> puppeteer. Shout out, shout out to Sherry Lewis, you know. Well, I think that did the trick. Our bouncer is honestly more strict about vax cards than IDs now anyways. So I don't think it, it, we don't have to worry about that. But this, Emily, is the Toons and Tumblers bar. It's a lot like the Cheers bar in that it's completely fictional. And we have a canned laugh track that we use to make ourselves seem funny. <laughs> so let's get the ambience going. Ryan, what are we listening to today? Yeah, we got to go over to the jukebox at the bar where no one knows our name, and we're going to listen to Ain't It Tragic, the brand new album from Dead Sarah, out now on Warner Records. Woo! And I think I've already mentioned this, but I'm a big fan. I've been listening to Dead Sarah since your self-titled record, and there's this distinct evolution I've noticed with each release. You've had this pop sensibility alongside heavier tracks, and I think that that works in perfect unison here. Like, you know, it's fiery, it's raw, it seems to turn... The sorrow and frustration of the past two years that we've all been feeling into this headbanging catharsis. But we can geek out about that a little more in a bit. I think we need a drink to pair with this killer record. Pedro, what are you mixing up for us today? So let me just start by saying I I fucking love this album. Like it was just so enjoyable. Like it was giving me like whole garbage, no doubt, from back in the day. Like it was I had so much fun listening to this. Um, and you have a track on here called Hypnotic, and I thought, like, oh my god, let's take it back and get some fucking Hypnotic, because I haven't done that before. Um, so I bought, like, a bottle of Hypnotic, so that's the first ingredient going in here. So Hypnotic, for anyone who doesn't know, is bright blue, first of all. Um, and it's got um, it's got vodka, it's got cognac, it's got a lot of fruity flavors to it. It's very tropical, delicious. Um, and it's, I mean, it, like, it hits pretty hard. Like, it's, it's, it's fairly strong. It's delicious. Um, and then my absolute favorite track on this album is Uninspired. So I kind of, I kind of wanted to like think about that a little bit. Like, what would I drink if I was feeling uninspired? And usually when that happens, like, and I just want something to drink, like it, it ends up being really simple. Uh, you know, like something with, you know, soda water, like a gin and tonic. And I was like, I figured, you know, maybe a gin and tonic would be kind of good to add to this hypnotic, give it even more of a punch, give it some like, uh, some tart citrus flavor in there. So it's got... Along with the hypnotic, we've got some gin and some lemon juice, and then I put tonic in it, and um, that's sort of where the inspiration struck, because tonic, for anyone who doesn't know, glows under blacklight. It makes your drink glow like blue or like green. It makes it glow under blacklight. So I was like, that's perfect um, for this, because <laughs> there's just like, I mean, we interview artists all the time, and they're all great, and this, but this like album just, it it, it stands out to me. Um out of out of all the episodes we've done this this is one of those that really uh that really pops for me so i thought that was great you know it's gonna glow under black light and i'm calling this drink a lights out oh oh and this is a this is the drink here i mean i don't have a black light here to show but it is delicious it is really really good <laughs> ah so jealous oh. it is tasty uh when the episode comes out we're going to have like a social media post with the whole recipe and a photo for anyone who wants oh, to make my... it. Mm-hmm. Listeners, please make the drink and tag us. We want to see your take on the lights out. I'm going please to. Do. Hell when, yeah. I hit, when I get to Nashville. And I'm, do it. I, I'm, ta- I'm taking a little break, like a like a four-day break of not drinking. I feel like I've been drinking so much. And so back back at it at um Thanksgiving, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make that. 
There you, you go. That's a good idea. I need to do that nice. too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I say on the cocktail show. I know, right? It's our job. I can't take a break. Mm-mm. All right. Well, I'm I'm toasting my uh my Topo Chico in a giant water bottle to everyone. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Cheers. So I kind of briefly said in the intro about how I thought that your earlier work was defined by this very raw, aggressive, punchy sound. And although I think that's still here, there's a lot more experimentation. You got these pop hooks, synths, electronic sampling. Can you talk a little bit about how that progression from your earlier sound to now happened? I mean, the first album was just kind of us in a room writing and uh, basically it was our producer, you know, Noah Shane at the time was trying to just corral us, you know, it was like, this was like, we were very unhinged and didn't never made a record before, you know? So he had the job of just kind of corralling us and just getting it into a certain place, you know, there's four of us. And um, we just kind of, those are the songs that we writ we wrote, you know, at the time. And that's what went, you know, it wasn't like we had a bunch extra, you know? And then the second one, um was just a kind of a continuation of that even though we were like let's get bigger let's do more harmony let's do you know because the first album is has a lot of what single vocal you know and um so we just kind of did a little bit more and we thought we were going a lot bigger but when you listen to it it's like oh it's not that much bigger you know like what you think is big what you're going to be doing it's you kind of have to go even more that's how we feel and then you know after that we were just kind of like man like we thought we were going different, but we listened to it back. We, you know, sat on it for like a year and just being like, no, let's do something so different. Like we would start writing songs and we would just be like, oh, that's not dead Sarah. Let's not do that. And then we just kind of like stopped saying that basically. Like, what do you mean it's not dead Sarah? We kept putting ourselves in this box for some reason, you know, just because the first album was just us in a room and just writing this stuff and Noah going, okay, cool. Let's go and record that. Like, we started listening, we, we listened to so many different things. And um, so we just essentially was like, well, we're writing this. It's not like we have something in mind, like this is just what's coming out. And, um, and it helps too that, you know, Sean is the producer as well. So it's even actually more us than ever, you know, like it's like our sound, it's our, our like direction and, you know, um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of, you know, it's like if it's dead Sarah, it's dead Sarah, you know, like we don't, we're not trying to, I don't know, like we just, we just basically were like, why are we saying like, we can't do that? It's not dead Sarah when it's literally us doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and that just kind of was the, was the, the end all, you know, be all of the album, just kind of like, wow, all right, just whatever goes, goes, you know, shit that we were like, this is insane. I'm like, great, mm-hmm. let's put it in. Like that last album, like losing my mind. Like this is so weird. And we're like, well, that's great. It works. <laughs> <laughs> and it can be like a freeing feeling, right? To to do that, to kind of let it go. And that's that's to me why that song's so great is because it feels really triumphant and uplifting, even if the lyrics don't necessarily feel that way. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I really think it's cool that you made Losing My Mind the end track because it ends things on, you know, a bit of a chaotic note. Like Ryan says, it sounds triumphant but lyrically it's about things falling apart and maybe that's okay what do you think emily uh comes after that falling apart for you a new beginning 
I'm ho- I think that we're all hoping for that after the pandemic. What is this new beginning yeah. for us? Yeah. Whatever you want it to be. Yeah. I feel like it gave a lot of people a sec like a second chance almost or like a like a rebirth. You know, if you're looking at it optimistically, you mm-hmm. know, like if if you're looking at it like what can I, you know, it's very introspective. A lot of people were very introspective in this time and it's either you look at things and go, what serves me? You know, what, right. what am I not doing? And you start to kind of lead more with your heart, you know, hopefully, and just kind of, or things that you really wanted to do for a long time. And, you know, and in the process, you do lose your mind, you know, and uh, it just kind of the end all, it just puts things into perspective, you know, and that, that therefore you could have a new, new beginning, hopefully. Mm. I feel like we keep having this conversation on the show. Like, what comes next? What What's going to happen to us mm-hmm. post-pandemic? And someone mentioned this yesterday. Maybe there is no post-pandemic. Maybe this is just it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very true. I don't even think about yeah. it anymore. I just, when I'm going out, I go, I go to my little rack of masks that I have next to my door. I grab one. I throw it on. Try to coordinate it with my outfit. And then I just go live my life. I go to work. Mm-hmm. I have to have my nose poked like twice a week. That's just that's hot. what I do. Hot. So hot. <laughs> I just have no feeling in my sinuses anymore. That's what's happened during this <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> and no hair left. <laughs> it's the new look. In your interview with Los Angeles Daily News, I heard that you said when everything feels like it's imploding, being able to create gives you life. And I think that really comes through in the album art of all things. It's this huge splash of color and images that I'm not really used to seeing on a Dead Sarah album cover. It feels like this shrine to the act of creation to me. And I want to know how you decided on the design and its aesthetic. Well, it was um, getting down to the wire where, you know, Warner was like we need to do this now like you guys are already taking too much time you know like especially with the songs getting them the 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 finished mixes and so then we're like oh fuck now it's like the art like it's always been like a part like nobody necessarily takes it like I feel like in every band there's one person that's just like oh I got this you know or they have a friend that does everything um we've we've been through a friend of ours um with um two of our last releases um but at this time we were just kind of like we we should just do it because you know we did this whole album so let's just figure it out so we went through some like old photos at one point it looked really cool and we were talking to um uh, alex that uh, I, I don't know exactly his title at warner but he's like the art like he's the art design <laughs> that's all i know like he's uh that guy and so we kind of talk to him a little bit just like so this is the kind of idea you know like we want to make it feel it look like the feel of the album um so it's obviously a little bit more grimy it's going to be colorful it's going to be a little dark um with that 90s flair to it um and diy so we sent him some stuff he did that really cool font the dead sarah like just you know, just very simple. And it's hard to get simple, right? Sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, um, and we did a few things and we're just like, God, didn't quite. And then somehow, I don't know how we got in touch with, maybe he was doing, oh, he's doing designs for our t-shirts. Um, uh, Susie's friend. Anyway, he is a really cool artist. And we were just like, dude, do you have any, can we use all these things that you sent us for like your, 
for um for t-shirts like everything that you sent was really cool could we like do something with that basically and just kind of threw everything on on a page with the dead sarah and and then i was like we need faces and i was like this is really cool and sean basically did that our drummer mm. and i was like we need our we need our faces in this i was like everybody just take a picture on your phone so we just did like selfies and did like weird thing like if in the, the teeth like all these little things like the mouth and stuff and we just sent it and um we kind of put this like thing together and sean did this collage thing on it too where it says ain't it tragic as well mm -hmm. and then at the bottom we were just kind of like well we can't really read that so let's just put another thing at the bottom it was like really fast you know and then we sent it to alex and he's like the genius who was like okay this needs to be a little bit better and he put it together and um and made everything like uh high res as well and that was it and wow. he was just like this is this is so cool what you guys like put together and he just like really helped us made it look you know make it look somewhat professional that's awesome it's punk okay <laughs> <laughs> you know what it reminds me of it i was it's like the i spy books like a demented i spy uh you know, spotting. Uh, like those, like those three D Me meets, uh, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Meets meets a Swans album cover. Like I feel like Swans got simple really well, and those albums are very unnerving. I forgot about those uh, I right. Spy books. I Spy World War Three. That's kind of ours. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. <laughs> it's like bombs and all kinds. Of <laughs> yeah, count the ways to die. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. I think I, that's so cool to get so much insight into the album art creation. I feel like you rarely get that. So mm -hmm. yeah, cool it was very DIY, very. Mm -hmm. And it's my favorite. It's my favorite. And Alex too was like, this is literally one of my favorites that I've ever worked on. That's awesome. And that was really cool to, to hear because he's worked on a lot. Yeah. Not that we give a fuck what anybody <laughs> thinks, man. I mean, yeah, like when you when you guys put yourselves and like that kind of work into it like that that's like that always seems to translate like no matter what it is no matter what it is like that heart always translates and people like see it and it makes it like so much better yeah we knew it had to come from us yeah in order for it to all relate and all yeah i, I do like the the kind of organized chaos on there i think that that's what drew me in i'm like wow this is this is going to be different you can mm -hmm. tell just by looking at it yeah yeah. So I've seen the thesis of Ain't It Tragic described as creative frustration. And usually to me, that's kind of associated with a failure to create or to find your voice. But I think it's probably like I I'm getting the sense that it's the opposite here. Can it be possible that frustration is its own form of expression? Question sure. mark? I think the, the only time I ever had creative frustration in, 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 the, in the way you were um, saying before, where it was like, I can't create anything. Mm. It was more of like what you were talking about, so, uh, uh, Uninspired, Pedro, I think it was you. Mm -hmm. um, but it was like, that's the only song that I was like sitting in the studio and just being like, I was in there, I was just like, why am I even doing this? It was like peak, you know, pandemic and the world was literally just imploding. Like. Mm we were just talking about but i was just like what the fuck like i hate i just why what why does this even matter you know is this what i'm creating is it even creative is it even fun is it even great like i was just numb to it all 
And I feel like that kind of created frustration too, just being numb, like, and feeling too much too, to the yeah. point of just like overload, sensory overload. Like, I don't know where to start. It was mm-hmm. too much that you were just kind of like, don't know where to start, don't know what to do. And that literally started uninspired. Like Sean was, I think just playing a little something on the, like he was doing some stuff on the computer and I just started singing these lyrics that just came out of nowhere, you know? And the song was basically written then and there, like through that moment where I was just like, I've never felt this way before, you know? I love that, I love that. And it just, and it just literally the first line, like I'm not inspired by pretty boys and rock and roll bands. And it's always gonna have some kind of humor to it, you know? Mm Because that's the optim, like the 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 uh, the optimistic side of me, you know. Mm-hmm. That's like even through the dark times, like it, there's just something that always pops out. Like I can't quite let myself, you know, succumb to the darkness of it of it all. You yeah. know, like there's got to be something at the end of this. You know, yeah, <laughs> hoping, hoping. You know, it almost felt like it almost felt like it was throwing up your hands and just being like this is fuck it like this is the energy that i'm feeling right now and like i think it's a, i think it's a great example of how like artistically no matter what you're feeling you can channel it into something and like just just fucking go with it like even if even if you're feeling like you can't create that's that's something you can work with yeah it's exactly that's it, i was just so lost in that moment you yeah. know with too much feeling basically yeah where you just like ah, it was just it was so hard to describe, and the only the only way that I was able to describe it was that song, you know. It's fucking. And then we just like we ran amazing. with it right right then and there, like whatever we were working on. He just like let's 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 put this together right now, and it was it's definitely one of my favorite tracks too. I'm hoping it's the next single. I'll try and push for it. He's such a fucking amazing song. It just like uh, it described so much. Like it it was so relatable. Anthony and Brian, what are your favorite songs on this before we move on to the next segment? I'm going to answer that shortly, but I wanted How to turn out. tables. I refuse to engage with this. No, <laughs> uh, I, I just wanted to say about that one. The line, I'm not tired is so key in that song to me. Yeah. <sighs> like that. Cause I feel like, yeah, like it's not a, that tells you that it's not a defeatist song. You're all these things, but you're not tired. And I feel like that phrase, I'm so tired. Like if you're on Twitter, you see that all the time. And it's such a defeatist, like I get the sentiment, but it's so, such a defeatist sentiment. Yeah. So to me, that was like, that line was such a important inclusion as part of that song. Um, yeah, let's see. Um, I think, I mean, Uninspired is a big favorite. Also for like being unimpressed with American citizen freedom is also yeah. <laughs> one of my favorite lines from the album. Cause I'm so tired of hearing about that. Um, and, but, um, I think the one I, that's like the most, the one I return to the most probably light, is Lights Out. Lights Out's just so fun and captures everything so much I love about about the band. Like it has all those things. It has the humor, kind of the ferocity, and it's just also, it just fucking kicks. So that's probably my favorite. That's the one song we didn't play live this this tour. We'll definitely be playing it like later. We That was one that we just didn't feel like it was right yet. To, to like play mm-hmm. live like all the other ones kind of came together very quickly like yeah this feels great and that one it was just like oh. sometimes you just let it sit and like let's mm-hmm. let's let's get back to this so next year i'm hoping to just be able to fucking wail on that one and i feel like it's yeah it'll be there it's gotta be perfect that's well, love that i mean 
and cut the you cut the power, close with it, cut the power, <laughs> put the fire alarm off, terrify everybody. Everybody get out. You're hired. <laughs> oh my god. What about you, Anthony? Oh, man, I was going back and forth on a few. It's like weatherman. <laughs> no, uh I think starry-eyed maybe if I mm, starry-eyed or or hands up. But I think starry-eyed just I only because I like the new stuff. Or the old stuff. I only like the early uh Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I listened to starry-eyed just starting this album, that's when it hit me that this is like a new phase of Dead Sarah. It sounded just mm-hmm. like so vibrant and and different. You've got like all these electronic and pop elements coming into it and just the very first line uh you're free to move on now dance dance tonight it's like yes here we go let's mm-hmm. get let's get fucking into it man like yeah, that's yeah. that's the feeling so, yeah yep i think that synth at the beginning was just we just put it in there like while we were just doing a demo and being like something cool is going to be here we're just going to put this here for now just to like have some idea like mm-hmm. maybe put like, a guitar or something and it just stuck and we're like fuck well, it's that it's that kind of song now, and we just we went with it like we could not get away from it. Like we tried to take it out at one point. We're like, oh no! Like there was a lot of thought in that one. You guys, you guys, did we do it? Did we do a good job? Did we do a good job by accident? I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's that it's that house guest who was exactly. only supposed to be on the couch for a week, and like six months no. later, they're still here and. <laughs> Like, might as well start paying rent. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I want to go back to uninspired um, because I I really like what you were saying about being able to just spitball in the studio and have this song come out of it. And in the lyrics, you talk about this need that society places on us to create and produce, kind of like all of this. Like, I don't want this. I don't want that. Like, you kind of drawing back into like what it is that you want to celebrate about you like what is it that Mm -hmm. drives you not what everyone else is telling me and i think a lot of us fall prey to this like hustle culture mindset instead of just creating for the sake of creation is there a way personally that you found to break yourself out of that cycle uh yeah it's like a you can get sucked up in it very easily, you know, especially with social media and like what other bands and what other artists are doing and how they're succeeding and, you know, what they've done. And a lot of things that you don't know as well that you're trying to read, but you know, between the lines of things and like, well, how did they get that? And what it did, you know, like we should be this band, we should be doing it like this. And I think for the most part, dead Sarah, we've just been kind of, you know, I don't think it's a great thing, but we've kind of taking our time, you know, with certain things. And, you know, uh, and that's, it's a great thing, you know, also, you know, like to get the, like the creative and make, make sure you're doing it right and all that kind of stuff. And then there's also times where we've like really rushed things. Um, mm. So it's like a give and take thing. And I don't think we've quite <laughs> figured that out. Um, if I'm answering your question, I hope I am if I've just gone on on a tangent, because it's kind of a loaded question for me, because there's so much to that, you know, where it's like, I do feel like sometimes that we're 
doing our own thing and it doesn't matter. Like the world doesn't matter, you know, nothing else matters, but also it's the world where you have to keep on your momentum or you kind of fade mm. away or the, the start again, you know? And that's yeah. one thing I regret. That's the thing I regret, like not staying on momentum. Like you have to keep things coming out. You have to keep things going. And that's one thing that we're not that great at. And one thing I hope to improve um, just moving forward. And that's, that's, <laughs> that's my light bulb coming out mm-hmm. of the pandemic. <laughs> I wish it didn't have to be that way though. Cause there, there needs to be that time to refresh, you know, you can't turn on creativity like a faucet. I guess you can, can force it, but I always hate that question of like, what happened to them? Where are they? Or like, you know, like I always hate that. Cause it's like, it's been three months. It's like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. Like, first of all, it hasn't been long. Second of all, like, it, like it, it's, it's almost like disregarding what's already been done. And it's like, why, why is, why is the fact that nothing new out or like that, that, that something hasn't happened in a while, like make, make that worth ignoring. Like I, I, I like that bugs me. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're literally, that's us. <laughs> and except for, uh, you know, like credit to our fans that have just been like, Oh my God, finally, you know, mm-hmm. we've waited 10 years for this. Just kidding. Not 10 years, but um <laughs> Like, it's just what it feels like when I see it. I'm like, oh, three years? How did, where did that time go? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it feels like forever when I see them posting things like that. I'm like, fuck. It felt yeah. like a year. Like, how, oh. yeah. you know, what universe do I live in? <laughs> I'm going to be an old man for a second and say, like, I think streaming has kind of ruined everybody's attention span. Mm. Yeah. The release cycle is hyper accelerated we expect artists to be producing all the time or they're just Mm. out of our consciousness altogether i was reading an interview that ryan tedder gave about god i I don't even know what he was talking about but there was like this um (laughs) uh one thing that he was saying about how like tens of thousands of songs are coming out on spotify every single day plus those songs are competing with the entire catalog of music that has ever been made Mm. So mm. it's like near impossible for anyone to break through and get heard. And yeah, yeah like you have to pee on people's heads. Yes. Yeah. Like that's... <laughs> Faces, <True>. excuse me. <laughs> you know, we say, that, we say that now, but in two years, that's going to be the norm. Like everyone's going to be yeah. peeing on everyone. It's just <laughs> not, not, that th- not that that's not normal. We're not here to kink shame. You're into, no, you're into not it. at all. Golden chairs, <laughs> anything. There's but just keep it state. yourself. Yeah, exactly. Don't do it on stage in front of people who don't want to see it. We got to we got to quote the great bad religion. Do what you want. Just don't do it around me. Right. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> that's a great fucking quote. Oh, um, man, that's a great way to set boundaries. Totally. But it's true. Like, yeah, the streaming and everything. It's like ugh. fans relax, do better, chill out. I know. I know. But we already uh, got started on like doing hopefully like an EP. So. Oh, nice. We're. You know, we've had a lot of time, so, you know, and we're very inspired right now and just rolling with it. Strike while the iron's hot. Yeah. Before we, you know, get on tour for a year, Mm -hmm. get on tour. I sound like I've never been on tour (laughs) before we, before we get on tour, um, lots of fun. (laughs) Get on the tour bus. (laughs) Get on tour. I would just get on with the fucking tour. <laughs> yeah, there, there you go. 
Well, I think that we're almost at the end of the interview segment, but I want to open up a question for the group that maybe we can have a little fun with. We've been talking a lot about either creative frustration or creative breakthroughs, about staying creatively consistent or taking your time to listen to yourself. And I want to know from everyone, what was a big creative breakthrough moment for you? I think I was at a show at the Echo, and I can't remember who it was for. I think it might have been, God, was it the Melvins? Who was it? It was somebody, it was like a heavier band. And I remember this guy just sort of wandered out of the bathroom. And for some reason, people made like a pathway for him. And he just, he looked really intense and thought and pulled out like a notepad and kind of just started a crumble and kind of just fell to the floor, um, but intentionally fell and wrote something on his notepad and put it back and then just walked out. <laughs> and, uh, and there was, I was like, I couldn't think about, I couldn't focus on the band after that because I was just so engrossed with this guy. And I just thought like, I need to, whatever was going on with this person, it's not entirely clear, which is why I think about it so much. But what it told me was you just sometimes need to stop what you're doing and crumble and fall to the floor and write down whatever is on your mind and just stop once in a while. Um, I'm not, I'm not trying to make light of what might've been like a, who knows an ep episode of mental health crisis for somebody but the way i interpret it it was just so striking and i just admired that need to just write like five words on a notepad in the middle of a concert somehow that guy was inspired in that moment to do that and so um yeah that stuck with me that's someone who knows themselves enough to know like i'm not going to remember this later i have to write this down now because <laughs> if you forget Full that idea yeah, <laughs> David Lynch it's like you'll be driven to suicide if you can't forget like a breakthrough idea like that if you know you had it you know yeah yeah. yeah. I think uh -oh. mine is just staying off phones mm. I'm like mm. oh my god I work so much harder you know mm -hmm. and I hate that I used to be so creative as a kid you know obviously I'm still creative but like how much I worked how how like how uh, we had no, we didn't grow up with like TV and stuff. It was always like, get outside, do some stuff, you know? Yeah. And it was like, that's how I was raised. You know, we didn't have much, you know, and music was the thing. And we spent every waking hour that we had available to us in music. Even in school, I was writing lyrics. I was doing everything. I had no distractions. And little by little, I realized like, why if I don't, why don't I feel so good? You know, like there's a time in your life where you're just kind of like, I could be doing better. Like, mm -hmm. you know, you listen to a band and you're like, fuck man, like keeping us on our toes. Like we have to keep our shit like, you know, as best as we can. Like, am I doing like everybody individually in the, in the band? Like, are we doing everything possible in order to be the best versions of ourselves as musicians, mm -hmm. you know, for the band? And it, there was a moment where I was just like, why am I on what, what, like you find yourself on, like you get distracted, you know, I'm sitting there writing a song on a guitar here. And then, you know, somebody texts me, I'm looking at it. And then all of a sudden I'm on Instagram, like yeah. what, how did that happen? So it's like, once you stop that and you put it away, you know, like it's mm -hmm. <laughs> the world. You're like, oh, that doesn't exist. What is exists is like right now, you know, mm -hmm. like what I'm doing in this moment. So it's like that too, like that, like fake world in the real world. It's like, I got to get myself back into just being here, you know, present yes. as much as possible to create That's more so creative. Cool. So, well, you took yeah, mine. 
<laughs> oh, really? No, I mean, give like, it back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, the same thing. I've I've done these like phone cleanses, and I notice that as soon as I don't have it, and it's like your body suddenly unfurls, like it you uncrumple yourself, like you're physically standing upright more, and mm-hmm. like you're looking up more, and those two things alone just make me feel so much more receptive to everything and reactive to what's going on around me and i think it's very easy when you've got your phone like even to the point where you start just noticing when you reach for your phone like i've stopped myself and been like what do i need right now i feel anxious and my phone will make me less anxious for a second and it's like what could i do instead um i think like just another breakthrough moment. I remember little snippets of conversations that happen. And it's usually like one line that stays with me that just like will pop up in situations. And we interviewed Chaz Cardigan a while back and he was full of, you know, little snippets that I thought were really insightful. But the one that I keep coming back to, we were discussing the artist's way and spending every morning writing two pages and he did like we were doing like a little bit about like having Samuel L. Jackson just whispering in your ear, like, get the fuck up and write the morning That's pages. Right. And I think that one line all the time when I'm like, I don't want to do anything creative. I just hear his voice going, get the fuck up and write the morning pages. Put on your backwards <laughs> kangle and get up. <laughs> oh, my God. That's great. There's also the uh, and I don't mean to. Uh, if you had something to say, Pedro, is it was you? Who's the last one? That was okay. I, yeah. Sorry. No, go ahead. Go um, ahead. Go ahead. I think it's Mick Jagger. It's um, there's a few of them singers. The Radiohead singer. Like, why, like, why can't I remember his name? Tom York. York. Tom York. Thank you, Tom York. I think Mick Jagger's done it, and um, David Bowie. And I call it the David Bowie. Uh, what did I call it? I don't know if like what I call it. But what they do is just like like little snippets, just like if you if you're stumped in writing, you know, like in in lyric lyric world, um, it's you're writing just a few things that you like. So my phone is just full of like little things that little phrases people have said, just like that's weird, that's interesting, mm-hmm. things that I've heard, things that I've read. Write it all down, and so when you're stumped in your writing, you just look at that, you know. And that just opens everything because they're like little ideas, great ideas, like concentrated ideas. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it'll help you just write the rest of the song or that's like a whole song. Like it doesn't matter, you know, Uh, or Kurt Cobain. That's who it was did it too. You know, obviously, I mean, listen to his lyrics. It's like, just like really great concepts, you know, that somehow convey a message. Like if it got, if it caught my attention just by listening to it or reading it, I'm sure somebody else somewhere is going to be like, oh, that's cool. So it's like, why don't you just put those concepts in a song? Just put concepts, you know? It doesn't have to make sense. Mm-hmm. It already somehow makes sense to like to the mind. You know what I mean? Like we, we work to put things together, you know, in your own way. And everybody's like their own, you know, but there's certain things that I think that just latch on. I'm still yet to like get, like figure it out completely, but. I love that so much and it's helped so much in, in writing for me. Hmm. Do you ever find a, a note on the ground or like something that's fallen out of someone's pocket and gotten inspiration for that? Like a personal note someone's dropped and you picked it up? No, I usually just give it back to them. 
if they're not around. <laughs> I'm, just kidding. I'm just kidding. Oh, I see. Like you just found it. <laughs> yeah, I found it on the floor. <laughs> no, <they> usually... <laughs> not say anything. Yeah. Sure. Mm. Mm. <laughs> this five this five dollar bill is really inspiring me. I better keep it. <laughs> Wonder what it says in the back of this. Yeah. <laughs> in God we trust. I'm gonna think about that. <laughs> Pedro, are you last? Oh yeah. Um, I guess I guess like a breakthrough thing for me, like especially over quarantine, and I had so much time, so I was working on like several different creative projects. But I also ha- like I there there came a point where I learned like I am not serving myself by like trying to force anything or overwork it, and walking away can be the best like creative tool. Um, if if it's not coming like if it's not coming to me or like i'm feeling frustrated or i feel like i'm if i'm not you know getting to that flow you know like when you're when you're in the middle of something you reach that moment where it's just flowing and the work is happening if i can't get there sometimes or whatever it's like a signal to me that like it's not going to happen right now go outside go take a walk come back to it later maybe just come back to it tomorrow sleep on it whatever walk away because it's not it's not going to turn out the way you want it to right now just not gonna happen like when you come back and look at it later you'll either be like okay this isn't as good as i wanted it to be and i know it needs changing or this is way better than i thought and i was just you know being hard on myself this is this is looking good and i can keep going oh that's great this is why i work better with people Mm. i can't do that very often you know i have people like telling me like emily just shut up you know like (laughs) too much in your head you know like or go harder, you know, things mm-hmm. like that. Like I, I sometimes just get, I don't, I can't do that. Yeah. So that's really good. All great tips on how to be more creative folks. And I think with that, it's time to move on to our next segment of the pod. Who is ready to play a little hashtag mood? Let's do it. What's your Gotta thank the geniuses Jacob Jeffries and Jesse McGinty for that wonderful hashtag mood theme song. What is hashtag mood, you ask? It's the game we like to play at the end of every show to flex our playlist building skills. What we are going to do now is go over to the Tunes and Tumblers hotline and choose a voice or text message from a fan and or a friend of the pod and give it a listen it will tell us how they've been doing recently what's been going on in their life some weird note that they picked up from somebody at a concert and kept <laughs> and we are going to each choose one song to match that i've picked one out and because it's a text i have once again hired gail to read it for us the hey gail the great text-to-speech person it's a very <laughs> short one so i may have to repeat it who's ready to hear it let's do it all right This is Scarlet Shots with a suggestion. I've been feeling gender euphoria. Gender euphoria. Thank you, Gail. Is that it? Yeah, that's the whole thing. Scarlet is feeling gender euphoria. Oh. Okay. Okay. It's better than dysphoria, I suppose. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. That's very good. I'm glad that you've reached that point, Scarlet One. I thought of one. 
Uh, the artists are nice. always really good at just pulling They're one. on it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why the first song kind of, I'm coming up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, to know, just to let it show. <laughs> I don't know. Feels like that to me. You you were like in the eighties. You're in the eighties club zone. <laughs> you're in a sp- you're in a space right now. <laughs> it's my mood. Hashtag mood. <laughs> Mine is because I'm me by the avalanches, and it's just like Ooh. this sort of loop. It keeps repeating. It's like it's like if she don't love me, what can I do? Like except put on my best pair of shoes because I'm me. Like not giving a fuck. I'm me. What you think about me? I can't change it. Not my business. So because I'm me by the avalanches, I. Love them. Have we talked about the avalanches on the show yet? And if not, why not? I think I think either I or someone. I think we've mentioned them before, but not enough. Where are they? Why 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 have they not been on the show? Calling you out, avalanches. <laughs> We're gonna manifest this for season four. I already have mine, so I want to. Yeah. I'll take it. Uh, mine is "Man, I Feel Like a Woman" by Shania Twain. <laughs> Oh, that's good. So celebratory. So like in your face. Gotta love Shania. Also, Shania was one of the first artists I ever listened to. I was telling the guys that like I didn't really listen to music until I was like 13. I just listened to whatever my parents had on. And my babysitter from when I was like four to seven loved Shania Twain. And I would sing it in the back seat to myself. Little 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 baby Anthony. Uh <laughs> Anybody, anytime you left, let's go, girl. Yeah, oh. exactly. <laughs> it doesn't matter who you are, what gender you identify with. That comes on. You're fucking, like, hyped. Yeah. <laughs> We're all girls. <laughs> for, this, for the duration of this song, we are all the girls she's talking to. That, that goes nicely into my pick, which is uh, Yeji's Rain Girl. <laughs> oh, hell yes. <laughs> fucking love that song. As real as I can be. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't... I could quote a bunch of lines from the song, but the whole song is just so good. This is an old, if you, do you know this one, Emily? Nope. It's a club. It's like a club banger. Like, I feel like it'll be a new, it's like a future club standard. I feel like it's been, it's been around, it's been around for a while. I feel like, like I've been listening to this song for like a few years. It's uh, but it's sort of like an under, it's a, in our streaming era, it's like, you know, things have 20 million plays, but people have never heard of it. You know, it's just so common, but it's uh. So what's the artist? Maybe I have heard it. What's the artist? Uh, Yeji. Y-A-E-J-I. Make it rain, girl, make it rain. Mother Russia in my cup and my... Gl- I love that line. <laughs> I, don't, I don't fuck with family planning. Yeah, I don't <laughs> fuck with family planning. Make it rain, girl. <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty fun. It's, it's pretty so fun. Good. She's, she's a great artist. Yeah. Um, maybe Drew cut out the part of me actually singing it. That would be nice. <laughs> No. Okay. It all, it all stays. Yeah, I know. Emily sang so many songs this time. Yeah. My trump card. <laughs> the guest the says no. <laughs> the guests get final final cut and approval over any everything. <laughs> even our even our lines. Nope. I love this playlist. This it is, is my interview. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> Guys, I just looked up our podcast on Spotify and the name changed. <laughs> <laughs> It just says it just says Emily. <laughs> I'm coming. Oh man. Full circle. Scarlett, I really hope that you enjoy this playlist that we threw together for you. And 
everyone else have a mood of your own leave us a message by calling or texting the tunes and tumblers hotline at 626-604-6477 tell us how much fun it is at all the parties we're not invited to and who knows your favorite artist just may get to hear your voice on the air or gales if you text us we love gail we love gail that's why we keep bringing her back karen was not doing a good job and unfortunately it is time to close up the bar the lights are coming on they're ringing that big old bell lights out baby the person (laughs) lights out do we have any lingering thoughts before we close up shop here uber (laughs) yeah who's calling the uber who's calling the uber oh wow That's the first time a guest has continued that, the illusion of the bar. Like, I'm, mad that, I'm mad that we never came up with that joke. Uh, we need I to know, cut it there. Shit. That's it. Fuck, it's Emily's, it's Emily's podcast. <laughs> this is Emily's show. Fuck it. Yeah, and since it is doing? your show now, Emily, do you have anything to plug before we say goodbye? Listen to the album, y'all. <laughs> we just came out with a new album. Enjoy. What's your favorite platform? Where should, where should people follow you if they want to? Spotify. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, cool. I mean, it's just music. Like, let's let's get away from social media. Jenny's it. like, Emily, oh. what are you doing? <laughs> she just lit her laptop on fire. <laughs> I think we should though, and we should quote the Aces song. My phone is trying to kill me. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. I kept thinking. I kept thinking of that song. It's going on the playlist. But no, don't follow the aces. Follow Dead Sarah. <laughs> and the aces. And, and the aces. aces. It's that little, it's that little girl gif. Why not both? <laughs> Por que no los dos? Well, thank you once again, Emily, for coming on the show. This was a lot of fun. And I'm glad that you were able to corral your dog back inside before we started. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Thank you guys so much for being on my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, thanks for having us. This is a new experience yeah, for me. We'd really love to work with you again. <laughs> Just talk to Jenny. <laughs> Hell yeah. And thank you all for listening to Emily's Tunes and Tumblers. Tunes and Tumblers <laughs> is an Atwood Magazine podcast and a member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Be sure to follow us on every platform. Also, please rate and subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. It helps us out so much. Also, if you go into the episode description and scroll to the very bottom, you'll find a link where you can directly support the pod. Every dollar goes to keeping the lights on, getting supplies, and making sure Drew isn't up all night so that he can't join us on the air. Tunes and Tumblers was produced, as always, by that lovable Drew Franzblau. Our theme song is by New New Girlfriend. Our hashtag mood jingle comes to us from Jacob Jeffries and Jesse McGinty. And until next time, cheers. 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 Cheers.